You are listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. Welcome to the Moisture Festival podcast, folks. I am Mr. Matthew Baker, and I perform a weird comedy and stunt show. And I'm Louis Fox. Uh, in the festival, you know me uh, performing hand shadow puppets, but I'm also, my day job is I'm a magician. Yeah, we have both been performing at the Moisture Festival for a number of years, and this podcast is dedicated to peeling back the curtain and giving you a glimpse of some of the performers, the talent, the people, the volunteers, and the board of directors that make this festival possible. I think you'll be amazed at all the work that goes into making the festival possible, too. It's not just a bunch of people showing up and doing a show. They're building a community, which you can actually help sponsor and support through donations. You can do that with your time or financially at moisturefestival.org, and you click the contribute link, and there's tons of information on how you can help keep the festival running. And if this is the first time you're even hearing about the Moisture Festival, congratulations, you stumbled upon (laughs) something that's amazing. But it is a four-week festival that celebrates variety arts in the Fremont neighborhood of Seattle. And let me tell you, folks, I've been a part of this for almost 13 years, and it is one of a kind. Yeah, it's the, actually the largest festival of its kind in the world yeah. and features some of the best entertainers, comedians, hula hoopers, whatever you can think of. <laughs> they have it. <laughs> they have it. <laughs> and it happens actually in the months of March and April. And they do have world-class variety acts, but they also have a week-long worth of burlesque show. Yeah, at a venue on the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this during the festival, be sure to get your tickets because 95% of the shows sell out. And you can get your tickets also by visiting the website Moisture Festival. So be sure to check that out for all things Moisture Festival. Today we have the most important lady of the Moisture Festival, Jennifer Wensrich. That's right. She's a true rags to riches story. She started (laughs) as a volunteer and ended up being the director of smooth operations at the festival. She talks to us about everything Moisture Festival from volunteer coordinating to sponsorship to finding the performers it's pretty great nuts and bolts of how the Moisture Festival runs. And she gives great advice as to how you can get involved in the festival. Spoiler alert, go to moisturefestival.org <laughs> and then click the contribute button. Absolutely. So let's get to the interview. We are very excited about who we have in the Moisture Festival podcast studios this afternoon. Super excited. This is awesome. And she did not make herself available when we started this podcast. So she is the person that approved our podcast list, but didn't put herself on it. We have the director of Smooth Operations, the managing director, the main employee of the Moisture Festival. We have Jennifer Wensrich in the house. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming in. So you are the the behind-the-scenes person that makes everything 
work. Yeah, it's a, it's a collaborative effort still, but yeah. I'm the ch- whip cracker in chief. Yeah. You Perfect. sort of oversee the operations. Correct. Yeah. So like you you see the how the people the housing coordinator, the volunteer coordinator, the producers of the show, you sort of oversee all of this, correct? Yeah, all the moving parts, just making sure that each of those pieces come together uh, as smoothly as possible. And how long have you been at the Moisture Festival? Going way back in the way back time machine, it was 2006 or seven. I can't remember. Okay. Catherine Bragdon brought me in as a volunteer. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. And then Had you seen shows it. before? No, that was the first time I'd seen it. She said, oh, you should come do this fun thing that I do. Oh, And that wow. was the end of that. That's awesome. So <laughs> about, about, what is that, 12, 13 12, years yeah. ago, right? Yeah. Jeez. So you came yeah. in at like... Year three or four. Yeah, it was the it was the year we got the toilets and the palladium. Oh, Very exciting. <laughs> big year. <laughs> you had had sort of experience with circus before. You were in Cirque de Flambe, which was a local sort of circus show that. Yeah, I'd been involved mostly with circus contraption before, mm-hmm. um, and various other arts organizations uh-huh. that came from an arts background. Now, was that performing, um, volunteering, both? Okay, both. It looks like a lot of people early on in the Moisture Festival came out of uh, circus contraption. There were a bunch of different uh, circus arts groups going on at the same time. It's like early 2000s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I was sort of a hotbed of like yeah, alternative circus shows. Totally. There's Cirque de Flambe, Circus mm-hmm. Contraption. I know I'm going to forget listing people yeah. if I start listing them. But What, what did you do for Circus Contraption? Uh, mostly volunteer for them. Okay. I helped with their box office, volunteer wrangling. Okay. Is, is that like administrations in your... <laughs> yeah, it's one of Runs the things I, I came out of, of performing arts, but I also have a bent for making sure that things work smoothly. And that's um, something performing arts needs. Yeah, and I worked I worked as a project manager for 10 years in between. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where was that at? At a telecom, not Comcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as that comes out of my mouth, people are like, oh, God. Yeah. So you went to Cornish. And, yes. And that's a that's an art school here in, arts college here in Seattle. And did you go for theater? I went for dance. Oh, I was a dancer for nice. a long time. Cool. Do, you, do yeah. you still perform dance anywhere? Not much anymore. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what sort of dance? Mostly modern. I came into it from as a kid through ballet, mm. and then I was too short for the core, which uh, nearly broke my heart. But I realized there's so many other. But too short for ballet? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was for, a thing at the time. I they wasn't going to make the core, so right. um, like you can't be a ballerina. You can't be a bell. You can't, you can't be, be Princess Jasmine. Can't be a stormtrooper, and you can't stock the top shelf at Costco. <laughs> no, I certainly cannot reach the top shelf at Costco. But no, I and then so I just kept. I went into other forms of dance. So, yeah. so did you? You can, you're from Sacramento, California, yeah. originally, correct? And did you come to Seattle to go to Cornish? Correct. Yeah, I came to Seattle for Cornish, and then I figured I'd keep going, but I loved it here, so I stayed. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. W- do you think there's something like this comparable? I mean, I know there's Teatros and Zinzani that's here and also in San Francisco. Was Sacramento, Was do you have any sort of exposure to variety arts or circus no, arts? No, not area? really. That was an all Seattle thing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, I saw, I remember my mom taking me to various shows when I was a kid. I remember seeing Mum and Shots and being like, oh, wow. Enthralled. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I grew up on the Muppets. You know? oh, so of there's, course. this is like, there, it was in there anyway. Yeah. It just needed to come up to Seattle to really find it. That's <laughs> awesome. So, so it was a natural transition since you had volunteered at Circus Contraption and you circuit to Flambe. So the, this weird moisture festival call from your friend was like, oh, yeah, that yeah, sounds up totally my alley. Yeah, something up my alley. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like, 
me and this person normally just go to banking events. <laughs> You're like, what's your festival? I feel like I need a shower <laughs> just hearing the sound of it. <laughs> now, what do you feel about the name? You know, it was such a given when I came into it that it didn't even register as weird. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't until somebody really brought that to my attention. Like, oh, yeah, I guess I could see how that. Nah, it's fine. Yeah, it's a word that makes people feel uncomfortable. Every year, yeah. NPR puts out that most hated words yeah. in the English language, and every year, moisture is on that list. <laughs> we should have a show to celebrate the word itself, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we should. The Moisture yeah. Moisture Show. Do the count. Do the NPR. You should invite NPR to come and do that countdown. Oh, I totally yeah, should. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we were talking with Kayla, and Lady Gaga came up. I'm like, what? What? Moisture Festival just reach out. Just take take huge swings at like Dear Lady moonshine. Gaga or like, you know, they're already not performing there. Right. What are they going to say? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. Not only am I not going to perform there, I'm going to pay people on your list to not perform. <laughs> <laughs> so you volunteered. And what was that first experience like when you volunteered? I think of all the volunteer experiences I've had with various organizations, there's something about the Moisture Festival volunteering community that was just magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope that we've retained that over the years. No, I do. I think that was beautiful about the whole Moisture Festival in general. It's like you come to see the show, but even the volunteers are performing. They're engaging. They're, they bring a lot of personality to their jobs. Uh, the, you know, the welcomers, the greeters yeah. at the door. Yeah. yeah, I think it's part of creating that experience that no matter what you're doing at Moisture Festival, whether you're an artist performing or a patron coming to a show or a volunteer working on a show, you're all in it together. Yeah, and that- yeah totally. That still comes through. The Moisture Festival doesn't treat volunteers like so many other organizations treat volunteers. Uh, I volunteered one time for a, a cancer charity, and I'm working my butt off. They're going to feed us. Everyone has awesome meals. And then me, just you know, stacking chairs, they're like, here's a peanut butter and jelly right. sandwich. I'm like, really? Yeah. Where yeah. the Moisture Festival, the volunteers are treated the same as so, town. Yeah, we try to have everybody at that after show, everybody put in the time and energy, everybody put in the hard work, and everybody can chill out together Yeah. afterwards. Well, and it's it's really great because you create a amazing, it's an atmosphere. Yeah. The moment you get to the doors of the of Hales Ales, it's like the colors, the you see people in costume, you have performers outside, you know, entertaining people waiting in line to come inside. It's a it is. It's just an overall cool experience from the moment you get there. So I'm, I'm glad that that comes yeah. through. <laughs> I still think it does, but it's nice to hear that. Is do you still have is there I'm sure you have no problem finding people who are willing to come and Yeah, we have them. a pretty active, yeah. huge volunteer pool. Not to say that we aren't always looking mm-hmm. for more people. And mm-hmm. if this is an appropriate place for a pitch. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> but we always have a uh, volunteer gathering, meeting, orientation, reorientation. Everybody come together and learn what it is about, learn what it is to volunteer, see friends you haven't seen for a year. That always happens in February. And that's before the, the Moisture Festival yeah. kicks off. So every year you do an orientation. Yeah, and every year together. in the middle of February. Yeah. yeah. You're like the classic, like started in the mailroom, worked oh, your way up to upper management story. <laughs> uh, you call it upper management. The corner office, and I'm using air quotes, is the back of the train car style office in the attic of the very gracious Hales Ales. Now, are you, do you operate, do you have an office at Hales Ales that yeah. you go, are there year round? Like, yeah. Are you in that warehouse by yourself sometimes? Yes. <laughs> uh, usually, it's so over the years we've we've grown. We have a small staff now, but uh-huh. sometimes yes, we're in there in the dark 
creepy morning theater. Okay, so you're not the only full-time employee now. I'm the only full-time employee. We have probably, when we're running, about three FTE full-time employees. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. When you tell your parents <laughs> what you do, what do you what do you say to them, or how did you break the news to them that this is, uh, you've run right. away and joined they, the circus? I'm running away from my corporate job yeah. to join the circus. Yeah, what, what, t- walk me through I that conversation. I think that was more of a... Heavy sigh, I guess we expected that. (laughs) They're like, we saw it coming. We saw the writing on the wall. I did run away and go to school for dance. So that preempted the conversation that one has to have about running away and joining the circus. Well, they can't be mad about that. I would imagine they put you in ballet (laughs) at a young age, Yeah, they were cool with that. But I think it didn't come as any surprise that I went back to that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Are they still in Sacramento? Yeah, my whole family's in Sacramento. And have they come up and seen the... My th- mom the has. Yeah, and my what? mom and my aunt and some family members, a cousin, have come up and seen it. When she walked away from the show, she goes, I raised you differently than this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. They were in love. They're coming back. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. That's no, they're, awesome. they're totally... I know that they're proud of what we've accomplished. Yeah, as, um, as they should be. Yeah. It's pretty amazing uh, what you guys have put together. Yeah, the fact that we have kept it going for this long is always... I mean... It is so rewarding to be like, okay, yeah, let's do that again. We can do that again. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think like something that started in a parking lot in a smelly tent with sort of like, you know, sort of an offshoot of the Oregon Country Fair performers. It was a very ragtag. Oh, totally. uh, And that it's built up into like, for me, living in Seattle and someone who works in the industry as a professional variety entertainer, some of the acts that you get, I'm like, holy crap, I can't believe they got like... You got my my idols growing up with like the Raspini brothers, which is a juggling yeah. duo. I mean, I idolized them. I watched them on TV, and then here I am performing with them in the Moisture Festival. I would have never dreamed of that. So, h- how do you convince some of these world class, I mean, entertainers that have laundry list of accolades to yep. come and perform for you know nickels on the dollar? I think part of that is the community that yeah. we're creating. I think that's one of the biggest things is. Nobody's coming to the Moisture Festival to make a bunch of money. I think everybody knows that. It's about, and nobody's coming to work on it for that. Whether you're, I think, speaking from my perspective, whether it's on the stage or in the volunteer world, people are coming to create the Moisture Festival. And that's, that's the payoff. That's the reward, is creating this, as you said, really unique phenomenon yeah that everybody who puts in their time and energy and comes up here can say yeah i made that yeah and i think that's key yeah is is that yeah and just you know i may not have an act but i can greet someone right. <laughs> yeah. and i think we all convince our friends i mean you ask how do we get these these amazing performers we, we convince our friends to come do this yeah i mean i tell my friends out you know working on ships and stuff i'm always like, yeah, check yeah. out the moisture festival come for a weekend and I do. I get to see a lot of my friends. <laughs> totally. They stay in this very room that we're podcasting <laughs> in. And it's pretty great. And I mean, can you imagine sort of where it's going to go from here? Or is it sort of moisture just... festival on the moon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, like... you know, today, Seattle, tomorrow, the world. But... <laughs> is that ever something that you considered yeah, sort yeah, of like doing a road that. show? Or... We talk about a lot of what we talk about when we're talking about the near term is how do we expand within Seattle? Yeah. I'd uh, be. We've done occasional satellite venues each year, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's something we definitely want to return to mm-hmm. and do more of. It's a matter of making that happen. But um, that, I think, you know, today, Seattle, tomorrow, the world, maybe maybe it gets bigger yeah, than maybe. that. T- today, <laughs> Seattle, tomorrow, federal way. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Tacoma, maybe. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa calm down. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. <laughs> that's, that's the eight-year plan. <laughs> but no, it'd be great. It would be great to grow it, and I think everybody who works on it is invested in, in seeing that happen. It's yeah, just a I, matter of going there. 
to have such a unique thing in the city of Seattle. I mean, I feel very lucky to be in the city in which that exists. And I'm amazed it doesn't happen more places like other these variety arts festivals don't exist no. out there. This is really the only thing of its kind. Yeah, I mean, we've we've created a monster yeah. in, a, in the best way. <laughs> Do you have other people ever reach out to you and mm -hmm. say, "Hey, we're interested in doing something similar to the Moisture Festival in our in our city?" Yeah, well, you know, like uh, in Portland, you know, Leap and Louie, yeah. he oh, worked he... on putting together with a bunch of other folks yeah. and the Umbrella Festival mm -hmm. lasted mm -hmm. for a little bit. Yeah, um, and there was that whole like, "Oh, maybe you know." Then there's a festival in Portland, and then maybe there's a festival in San Francisco, and we can all yeah. connect into mm -hmm. a circuit. Yeah, and it's just the reality of it is it's it's difficult what we're doing. Well, the amount of work that it takes to yeah. put something like that well, on. Well, and I think part of it too was the Moisture Festival started as a small thing and grew, where like the Umbrella Festival, it's kind of like they're trying to jump start two levels up. They're not starting in a parking lot with no rent and someone donating a keg of beer <laughs> where, you know, this festival had the, the luxury of growing or. Yeah. Yes. It'd be awesome if we could get to a point where we could support those. Yeah, uh, those absolutely. And, and to try and create that circus. Yeah. Circuit, circus. <laughs> well, it's the same difference. I mean, I don't think people realize how much work it takes to put on something to this level. Like I used to run a juggling festival yeah. here in Seattle and it was a weekend and it was a night. I mean, I was working on it. This is for a weekend for three, four months ahead of time, checking out venues, performers, you know, paying, you know, yeah. getting insurance. The amount of stuff I had to do for a weekend and you're doing this is a three week festival with multiple venues, four weeks. It's four, four it's weekends four week or four weeks. Four weekends. Multiple venues, hundreds of performers and just. It's just crazy it's, the it's, sort of amount enormous. of moving parts that have to exist just to put on a show like this. Oh, totally. It's enormous yeah. and complicated. I mean, when we're up and running during festival, we probably have 30, 40 people who, if we, if we were all grown up, we could actually really pay, and that would be the staff. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a 30, 40 person yeah. organization at the time of act, people actively working on it every single day. Yeah. Um, at the time it's running. Yeah. So what's your biggest challenge or obstacle outside of the like outside of when the festival's going and then also during the festival? Ooh, that's a hard one. It's a two-parter. Yeah. It's, I, it's, I feel like an actual reporter. That was good. That was good. <laughs> to answer your question. I stole it question. off your screen. <laughs> I know. I know. That was messed up. <laughs> so biggest challenges, I think off-season biggest challenge is that ramp up to season and keeping keeping the engagement rolling because we are an annual festival and we intend to be an annual mm -hmm. festival there is that huge amount of downtime mm -hmm. and so it's a matter of of winding that machine back up and getting it rolling again which happens everybody gets super excited about it but it is almost like starting over each year oh. yeah. and that is a huge challenge and the fact that our funding cycle funds us for a year we haven't really gotten to that point where our funding cycle is funding next year. So each year at the end of the year, it's a, okay, can we do this again? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think we can do this again. Yeah. Okay, let's do this again. Uh, and then firing all that back up again. You need to get one of those, like, someone to put you in, in the festival in their will. Oh, yeah. We That's... need, you know, presented moisture, by I the foundation. Of... Moisture festival stock. <laughs> we oh. kind of are all shareholders. <laughs> I was going to say, literally, you are shareholders. <laughs> and we can discuss the share system another day. <laughs> that's a whole, that's a whole that's podcast a whole episode podcast. within its own. <laughs> Do you have any say in the performers that come? 
Yeah, Do you I have mean, input all, on that? Yeah, it's it's all like collaborative. I mean, you talked with Tim. He really Tim and Randy, mm-hmm. uh, the burlesque team, the aerial team. They're they're really the driving forces uh, behind the booking. But yeah. the whole production group, we all weigh in. Gotcha. I picture a table full of. Headshots and you guys with markers drawing X's through people. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got the table part right. <laughs> well, it's a very unusual genre. But not any. Not, it's not even a genre. I mean, saying variety is a genre is a very broad. Yeah, it's a huge scope, right? Yeah. So when you got into this, you came from circus contraption, and so you got to see some some unusual circus acts. Now, when you come into the Moisture Festival and you're now making decisions on the performers, you're probably seeing the most outlandish, weird stuff that's out there. I mean, yeah, what, what, is, what is that like for you? Are you just like, I can't believe people do stuff like this? Like I a love guy put, that people do stuff yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's always an yeah. adventure. Like I mean, a... even me, who's, I've been doing this 20 years, I'm amazed at some of the acts. I'm like, that's their act? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what they decided that's, to do? Yeah, that's, that's, that's where you channel that energy. Yeah, right? Awesome. Yeah. My favorite example, I've mentioned this on, in another interview, there was a guy, Stefano Ioboni from Portland. He just high-fives people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's an awesome thing. <laughs> high-fiving guy. Yeah. It was, yeah, and I mentioned, like, I've referred him to a ton of work. He's probably made a mortgage payment out of me. <laughs> and, it, and the whole time I'm watching it going, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Oh, this would be a perfect gig for him. <laughs> yeah, then every year there's something where it's like, oh, I, that's new. I've yeah. never seen that before. Yeah. That's is there anything awesome. that, you, that you've that you seen? With, I don't want you to out anybody where you were just like, that is ridiculous. We have to have it. <laughs> the Daredevil Chicken Club. Yeah. I will out yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. The first time I saw their act with the banana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can find it. You can Google it. It's on the Gong Show, uh, Married with Bananas, is my favorite YouTube clip. Yeah, it's one of the better little TV spots that's out there. Uh, it's like four minutes. <laughs> that won your heart when well, he's spinning bananas well, from his mouth into his we, wife's mouth. We, t- we talked about it. We looked at it. We knew what we were getting into. But until you actually see it on the stage and you're like, oh, no, he isn't. Oh, he. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. They yeah. really. Oh, yeah. They are. <laughs> it just it, it makes it makes the night. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. That, I mean, that's what's great about the Moisture Festival is you really as a patron, you're not going to see these acts anywhere else. You might see a TV spot on the gong show or America's Got Talent. But to have all these acts in one place for one show is you're not it really doesn't yeah. exist that much anymore outside of maybe a cabaret in Paris. Or right. And the, the important thing I think we do as well is it's live and in front. you're actually physically experiencing it with the artist doing it. Yeah. It's not on television. Yeah. And that is a huge relationship that that we don't really have mm-hmm. in in entertainment. Yeah. Well, it's always like for the, the matinee shows with all the kids there, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the kids go, oh, wait. I could jump rope for my job oh, yeah. yeah, or like all these alternative career paths that are possible and things that, you know, it's really opening their eyes more than on TV. Yeah. Right. To actually engage with people doing, actually doing it. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and for me as a kid, like I never got to see stuff like that ever. And I wish I would have seen someone like, oh, you can spit bananas into a chick's mouth for. <laughs> and people cheer. <laughs> yeah, you know, or, yeah, whatever. Like I can do a sexy, you know, burlesque dance where people pop the balloons on my body. That, yeah. that is something you can do. That's you can you have can do. fun and make money and be part of something unique. I mean, for kids to see that, I think is kind of yeah. really amazing. The, the matinees are always so much fun <laughs> in, in the best way. We have the carpet up front that we term the kid pit. Yeah. And that is almost more fun to watch it's crazy. sometimes it's than like the stage. It's like a little mosh pit. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so what, let's, let's go into some like weird stuff that you might 
get from like requests or maybe interactions you have with potential sponsors? Like what's some weird stuff that you maybe conversations you have to have or things you received, complaints you might have had. I was just going to ask those. Yeah. Complaints. Yeah. I think the nature of our venue and shows, it's a little informal. Yeah. So, um, you know, the thing for audiences to be prepared that it's for a while we had folding chairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a while we had porta potties. We have moved past those. Mm-hmm. We have real chairs and real toilets, yeah. but it's still, there's still a funky element to it. And yeah. I think that's fabulous and it really creates the mood in there. But there are, there is that like, this is not, you know, cocktail tables with linen tablecloths. This is not like a, you know, a per- performance arts right. hall. It's totally. Like, I paid $17 for this chair. Well, exactly. <laughs> we keep our ticket prices yeah. nice and low, but yeah. you might be waiting outside for an hour in the rain, and mm-hmm. we will do our best to make that as enjoyable experience as possible. Yeah. But it's still under a pop-up tent outside in the yeah. Seattle March. Do you think that that <laughs> is, uh, people are shocked at that? They're like, it's sort of like a, uh, it's... I think it's just different. Yeah. It's not, so if you haven't been to Moisture Festival before, you may not be expecting that. Uh, yeah. Well, it also, I like that it keeps the informal vibe mm-hmm. going with it, too. It's not like, now, I mean, like, I've done the burlesque venue at the Broadway Performance Hall. Yes. And it's a very... Very different space. It's a very different feel yeah. and audience mindset than than there. Yeah. Um, and I prefer Hales just because I don't do a formal show. Yeah. Well, you did have it at the ACT Theater, which yeah, is like the big... Yeah, partnership with ACT. Yeah, yeah. Does that no longer exist? No, or... ACT, we're at ACT for, I think, four or five years. And they're, the way they have changed their programming, it was a great relationship. It was awesome. It, it didn't work for us to continue uh, over there. Do you have? Do you regularly have people, theaters, organizations reaching out to you to partner with you yeah, for specific things? And do you have like a protocol that's like we we only partner with specific, really. or is it sort of like if we like what you're into and we foresee something like yeah, a think, nice match, we'll do yeah, it. Yeah, I think if it can be a nice match and logistically, if we can make it work, mm-hmm. I think where festival is right now, we've it comes down to do we do we have the people and time to make something work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of people that we'd love to partner with. We just don't have the resources to be able to yeah. do that. Uh, have you gotten grants? We do. We get some grants. We get a for culture grant, mm-hmm. City of Office of Art City Office of Arts and Culture grant. Um, what about like federal grants? Have you tried We have, have tried on that for scale? the NEA and we have not okay. successfully hit that one. Have yet. they responded uh, to you? With well, a rejection. Like exactly. <laughs> with, uh, a, uh, yeah, they responded. <laughs> call us when you change the name. <laughs> call us when you take out your mission statement and put a new mission statement in there. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't quite hit that hurdle yet. Uh, but, um, but we try. Well, we, fingers crossed, fingers right? Crossed, I mean, right. I, I would imagine, I mean, you're, right. you're creating a, a very unique experience. And yeah. I guess imagine, NEA, fund us. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> what's up? I mean, but then I mean, you rely heavily on donors as well. Yeah, it's not our, just the ticket price. The donors help keep the ticket well, price our, low. I think our major source of funding is our individual donors. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. where, that's the funding that is keeping the festival rolling. Yeah, we intentionally keep our ticket prices low. It is part of our mission. We keep them below market value. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we're essentially handicapping ourselves there, but that's really important to us. Well, and it's cool that you make it affordable because if you are a family of four, it's like, can you really afford 50 bucks each? Yeah. I mean, you're very, you know, people are limited when they have larger families. And Yeah, yeah we want to make this accessible. We want to yeah. make sure people can actually get out and see this art. Totally. Well, and it's one of those things, like, every family member of mine, the first show they went to immediately became a gold star donor. Right. Because they're like, <laughs> what was this? Yeah, and I think if we ask, and we do it every show, we ask, you know, we know the ticket prices are low. That's great. 
if you can afford to help us out, please help us out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that is the majority of our funding. Yeah. If you haven't been to the Moisture Festival, usually intermission, mm-hmm. they'll do like a kind of a pass the hat, yeah. even though you, they bought tickets. And it's sort of just like, hey, if you want to throw in a couple shekels to sort of help continue to support this stuff, we, we welcome it. And uh, and it, I think it's, it does pretty well. You yeah. Know? That, I mean, I, again, our, our major funding is from our individuals, whether that's. 50 bucks or whether that's 5,000 yeah. bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, people get it. I think they get like, wow, this sort of collection of talent in one place. We're not going to get it. We pay $15 to see this. Come on, we can, yeah. we can throw in a couple well, other. Yeah, because you look yeah. at like what you can see for 15 yeah. or 20 bucks is I'm always amazed at how much stuff caught. Like my daughter's, oh, let's go see this this concert. And I'm like, how much are tickets? I'm like, for that band? Like, yeah. You, where this, I'm like, I get to see 23 acts. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a screaming deal. Yeah, right. And so, what? Uh, what's some regular emails that you field on on a? What's some emails you field on a regular basis? You like, do not want to see I, my inbox. <laughs> I imagine it's a crazy. A lot. I pray half of it's internal. You know, just the machinations mm-hmm. of making the festival work. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? What about this? Um, we're not all in the same location. So a lot of our communication is via email uh-huh. with just the people organizing the festival. Gotcha. Um, so most of my day-to-day is just wrangling the parts and pieces together. Uh-huh. When it comes to festival time, then we're then there's emails from ticket buyers with lots of questions. Uh-huh. Hey, everybody read the FAQs. Little, little yeah. plug there. <laughs> you just have a you have a set email that you just copy and paste and send yeah. back to them. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of it's questions. It's, we get a lot of questions about buying tickets, mm-hmm. issues with tickets. So we have, you know, it's just a matter of responding to all of those. Yeah. And then our volunteer program is is a major communications. Oh, I would we imagine. Have, definitely have awesome volunteer coordinators who wrangle that. But Have you ever gotten like an email like, that's the coolest email ever? Like, oh, oh Steve Martin personally wrote me no. to decline our invitation. No, Steve, Steve Martin <laughs> never, he never emails me, ever. One of the greatest email, Moisture Festival emails I ever got was the first year I was in the festival. Um, I get an email from Tom Noddy, who's one of my heroes. And he's like, hey, you're in the festival. I just want to get your bio. And I'm like, this is the coolest email ever. <laughs> I'm sure I've gotten that exact same email from a million different bookers, but this was the cool booker. Yeah, yeah. Is there um, people... Because you work with getting visas, like you have yes. to get visas for these sort of people that are from Germany or Russia. Um, is, are there people that you want to get that you haven't been able to because logistically, like they're, they're too difficult? They're wanted in this country. There's a, <laughs> Look, you they know. won't let Putin in. <laughs> I, I won't tell the story of hockey at the airport, but <laughs> I'll let him tell that one when he gets here. But um, yeah, I mean, we're limited on how many international performers we can bring in. Because of work permit and visas. If they have their own, great. But gotcha. going again back to, I hate to harp on finances, but going back again to finances, those are expensive. The visas, visas are. Visas are. Really? Visas and work permits are very, very expensive. So we can budget to about two a year. Okay. And that's that's what Ooh. limits us. So Ooh. there's lots of people we want to bring in and people we've talked to, but it's not only cost, which visas can we get, but which visas are most likely to be approved mm. for that? We're, if we had to spend the money, we need to go with the sure thing. I would imagine visas from and, certain people coming from certain countries are easier to, to get. Well, and to put it bluntly, permits. in our perf- you know political climate right now, visas are very difficult. Really? To get. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you have two slots a year for sort of visa performers. Correct. Visas that we have to get. Gotcha. But if they have their own visas, they're more than, awesome. you know, yeah. they're. Yeah. And so with do you have a set amount of performers that you like 
we look to have 150 performers or we look to have 80 performers. Is there a, a number that you have every year? There's kind of a guideline more mm -hmm. than a number. Gotcha. Um, we know when we're starting booking about how many shows we have, we may add one here or there, but we know about how many slots we've got. Yeah. And so as we start booking performers and that starts maxing out, we know when we've hit, hit ah. the ceiling. And that yeah. might change every year if we have... Uh, if we're bringing in a performer who we know does 10-minute, 15-minute bits, and I'm not naming any names, mm. then we know that that's going to take more time out of the hole yeah. than if we're booking yeah, yeah, yeah. a bunch of people who are doing quick two-minute bits. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So there's a, a whole calculation that goes it's on a as puzzle. we start. It's totally yeah. an enormous Tetris game. Yeah. Well, that's what's cool about us being like being local is that we've both fielded calls last minute from Tim. <laughs> oh, totally. And Randy <laughs> yeah. That's like, hey, can you come in? Yeah, and we start yeah. booking, you know, geographically. So people who are coming the farthest. Who, yeah, of course. You know, we have to really wrangle schedules. Those are the people we're making decisions on first. Yeah. And then local, especially local people who we can say, hey, can you come in and do this? We. Now we have three spots on this day and this day yeah. that we didn't have last week. We have Teatro Zanzani, mm -hmm. which is uh, just north of Seattle. They have a running show. It's like a variety dinner show and has world-class circus arts. Do you partner with them or do you have like a, an agreement with them? Like, hey, if the people are coming in right before your show, let them do our show? Or In the past, we have had a, we have had a great partnership with them. We still do have a great relationship mm. with them. When they were downtown at their um, Mercer Avenue location, yeah. we did a couple co-presented shows in the tent Oh, yeah, there, I remember that. Yeah. Um, featuring some of their performers and yeah. some of our performers. They um, Their Woodenville location makes the logistics of that yeah, just a totally. little bit more yeah. difficult. But we still have a great relationship with them and, and try to coordinate with them. Who, who are they booking? Yeah. Uh, who are we bringing in? Some of our artists have gone on to perform at the tent. Oh, that's great. Um, having been seen at Moisture Festival. Oh, look at that. Yeah. It's a launching board. Yeah, you got to have, have the commission into your, your yeah. performance agreements. Yeah. You don't know how much work I've gotten <laughs> out of performing at the Moisture Festival. <laughs> you don't know how much work I've gotten yeah, performing at theaters. <laughs> <laughs> My, these performers are coming and they're performing for less than what they would normally charge, yeah. you know, by a lot. Yeah. They're staying with people. They're mm -hmm. not they're not put up in hotels. They're staying with people that are either Volunteer, volunteers or work at the festival. Do you ever have people, performers that are like, no, I'm not doing that? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and for the most part, it's not like a F you, you know, yeah. it's uh, for the most part, it's. You know, I just I can't I can't do that. Yeah, I need I need to do gig X because it's going to pay real money, and of we course. are totally okay yeah. with that. Yeah, we've retained relationships with performers that we've asked for years and years and years, and they've said I I just can't. Mm -hmm. And they'll call us one year and say like, okay, I'm going to have a break in March this year, and I want to come. Cool. And so, and we always tell all all of our performers when we book them, if you get, a, you, you know, yeah. maybe we booked you to perform on these days, and if you get a gig that's going to pay you. Take it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll course. bring you back again. Yeah. some other time. Well, well, it's good that you understand. Yeah, that. and that's part. I think why you get so many people. It's the no harm, no foul right, sort totally, of like mindset. That. Where there's local like gigs where they invite like cabaret shows. They're like, hey, can you come out? I'm like, yeah, but I reserve the right to bail at the last minute. Right. Real and like, oh, we need you to 100 percent commit. commit. I'm like, yeah. it's 25 dollars and two beers. Like, <laughs> yeah, nah, I can't do that. Yeah. Right. What are some other hurdles that you have to jump over? in day-to-day -day operations, like challenges that arise or something that you get joy out of? Like, what's what's some stuff that, like, stand out to you in your day-to-day -day working for Moisture Festival? That's a, Give me one, that's a big question. <laughs> let's give, 
give me like something that really warms warms your heart that, that you love to do and something that you're like, oh man, this this again. I think in in both respects, it, a lot of it comes down to our volunteer pool. Mm. I love <laughs> getting those people. Getting a, I love getting our volunteers amped up and psyched, and those emails to get from them saying, you know, that shift really made my day. Oh, that's great. You know, I I needed a pick me up, and this gave me that. Um, on the flip side, wrangling that team, it's a huge amount of people and a huge amount of. Uh, different shifts there's always something yeah. that's going to go awry something that needs to be filled at the last minute um and those are the like okay and they all have to be dealt with right now it's the triage yeah mm-hmm. that's the part i think if if i had to boil it down to the biggest day-to-day challenge it's the triage of especially during festival things change yeah and then it's dealing with the change and the ramifications of that change uh-huh. Especially when it could have been prevented. <laughs> that's the real. That's the real winner there. Um, but yeah, I think that the biggest challenge there is when things shift and everything has to. Yeah. So, how many shows in total are there? There are uh, thirty-five shows at Hales plus five shows at Broadway, so we're up to forty. Forty. Plus potentially up to six workshops we're looking at right so now. So forty to fifty, and then you have fundraisers out yeah, as well. There's a couple of lectures, so forty fifth. We're probably up around fifty five events during the actual festival. Wow! Right now, and how many volunteers does it take to roughly two hundred and fifty? Wow! Wow! That we log. And there's the people that just show up. There's the people that show up, or there's people that we just call because we're in a pinch. Mm. There's people who don't, um, who we're not tracking through that same volunteer system, like all of our photographers. Yeah, essentially Uh. they're volunteers, but they're not. They're not on my hours count. Gotcha. Um, They come come and go when they want. They come and go when they want. They donate their time. So, folks, if you want to sneak into the Moisture Festival, bring a camera. Just show up with a big camera. (laughs) Don't even even put that out there. You don't know how many people I chased out. Do you have a press pass? I think there's a couple performers who I've made unhappy because I said, tapped them to put their camera away oh. without realizing who they are because it's dark in the I think you've the done theater. that to me. I probably yeah. have done yeah. that to you. Yeah. <laughs> now, outside of the festival, do you have hobbies? I do. I sail boats. Yeah. That's my... That's my how often do you get to, like, I would imagine now it's cold. I was out in, Sunday. Were you really? Oh, oh wow. Good what, for you. So sailboat. Like how, sailboats. I don't know nothing yeah. about sailboats other than, like, the drawing that's on your shirt right now. Oh, I, I totally <laughs> forgot I was wearing that. It uses that. wind. Okay. It <laughs> pushes the boat. Yeah, so mostly, how, mostly sailboat racing. Oh. oh yes. Do you have time to do this? I, in, I make time. Okay, good. Good. No, during, I mean, now through festival, no, not much at uh-huh. all. Um, the beauty of Moisture Festival is it's kind of unintentionally on an academic calendar. So uh, by the time summer rolls around, it's really quiet. Yeah, so there's lots of opportunity great. for me to get out and do that. Now, do you, are you solo or is no, there, with a crew? With a crew? How many people are on a crew? Depends on the boat. So, you know, four to eight. Do you have your own boat? Oh, no, no, no. no. You're, <laughs> What's your crew called? The Moisture Sail Crew? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I sail on a bunch of different boats, all owned by other people that I that I crew on. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. And what what do your job? What is it? What does your job entail on the the boat? Pull the thing. Pull the other thing. <laughs> no, um, I don't even know how to describe it without getting super technical. Okay. And that might okay. be kind of boring. Now, um, here's something I've always wanted to know about sailboats. Yeah. So I get how you go with the wind. How do you go against the wind? Think of an airplane wing. 
Okay. So the sail is essentially a vertical airplane wing. Okay. So you're creating a vacuum that is pulling the boat forward. Mm. Uh, okay. That's the easy. That's amazing. Yeah. My girlfriend wanted to get the master of the vessel so she could take people's sailboats from one location to another right. and make her money. So that uh, way. yeah, and that's something that I do as a crew, but not as a master. Yeah. And that's yeah, but people pay top dollar. Well, yeah, I mean they pay reasonable. Yeah. But a friend of mine does that. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any boating licenses? I haven't pursued the the Coast Guard thing because okay. I probably wouldn't. I haven't found a way to use that yet. Yeah. Um, I have like a couple USA sailing certifications. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you get a chance to go out and do that stuff yeah. because I always find with my job, when you do something that's fun for yeah. your job, it, sometimes you forget to just do, do other, other stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a like, balance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, that's definitely my unplug because I can't bring my computer. Yeah. And totally. I put my phone in the dry bag and I forget about it. And your job is probably and... so extremely social. I mean, you're engaging with. 250 volunteers, totally. 100, 100 performers, people backstage. And so I imagine like, oh, it, getting out on the water is just like, I'm going to check out, oh, totally. focus on this. It's my, you know, the world is I just got to pull this and pull that. Yeah. And that's, you know. And the world becomes the length of yeah, the vessel. Totally. And, yeah, yeah. and that's it. That's yeah. all I need to worry How about. How cool is that? Yeah. Do you ever get to take some of the performers out? We do. Uh, during festival oh, occasionally. Oh, yeah, we got taken out. Let's do yeah. wow. Okay, you guys are on first on my list then. <laughs> Um, but, and after it, 17 yeah. other people. After we get visas for <laughs> half the... If, if it's nice out, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, let's go sailing. Yeah, it's totally. pouring down yeah, rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's nice out, we've done an occasional sail. And we've um, talked with Center for Wooden Boats about maybe doing a little partnership where they can take some folks out on, on quiet days, you know, like a Tuesday sail yeah. for people who are in town that have nothing else to do. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine. Do you, do you offer those sort of things for the performers? Because the shows are generally at night yeah. outside of the matinee show, which is on Saturday. Do you offer stuff for the performers to do during the day, like a tour of the city or? It kind of, not not officially. Uh-huh. It kind of comes up as, hey, I, a case in point, a friend of mine with a boat was like, hey, why don't I take a couple people out? That's cool. Uh, uh, so yeah. that stuff that stuff pops up. There might be a field trip downtown that yeah. somebody organizes. I need, but w- it's very um, informal and kind of yeah. whoever's willing to say, "Oh, hey, yeah, I'll get a group together who wants yeah, to go." Totally. <laughs> yeah, we had a big bar. Yeah, we had a big hangout here. Yeah, in the summer, I should take that back because in the summer, yeah, a couple of us. I'll do a barbecue. Ronald yeah. do a barbecue. Well, he did one during the festival. Oh, during the yeah, festival, had sweet. A, a shit ton of people over. Oh, that that would yeah. be really cool. Yeah. she's, she's like, why again. didn't you invite me? <laughs> More <laughs> than, like, that, that's because why I, was, I was bitter about not getting invited on the sailboat. Turnabout is fair play. Yeah. I get it. I was probably at the theater anyway. <laughs> so we don't want to take up all your time, so we'll get you out of here. But I just wanted to sort of go over that transition of like volunteer to operating manager of the festival. Like when was it like, this is my people. This is what I'm into. I would like to... You know, or was it a gradual transition, or were they like this? This this chick is weird. She's got her stuff together. She's, I, I, th- I think yeah. some of the latter. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. She's weird. But also, yeah, yeah and, and fair credit or blame to Catherine Bragdon. Mm-hmm. But um, it came. Oh, can you just come take some notes at one of our meetings? That's oh. all. It's just no, nothing. Nothing big. Just and then, uh, what do you think of this idea? Let's. Can you help me make this? Ha- oh yeah, okay. And how about you sit on this committee and mm. uh, and then. I, you know, eventually I'm like, well, maybe I should just quit my job and do this. Yeah. <laughs> the know? three yeses to the yes. <laughs> well, yeah. And wow. yeah, and it, it came about too there where we were looking at how do we get the festival, how do we keep the festival sustainable? 
and I don't just mean financially, I mean in like the sanity way. Well, yeah. We came out of one festival the year we did Georgetown and Vashon, mm. and I think we had five venues, if you remember yeah. that yeah, year. Yeah. That was beautiful and bonkers. And we came out of it being like, how do we, how do we keep this going? And we realized we needed at least one person who was constantly that is dedicated their soul. Yeah, to, keep to wrangling yeah, totally. that year round Absolutely. thing. And that was when we decided, okay, we need it. We need a staff. Yeah. We'd never had a staff to that point. And did they all at that moment they all turn to you at the table? <laughs> you know, Everyone yeah. takes a step yeah. back. Ron, I laid the ground. We're actually Rhonda Sable came on and, and had been kind of in that role originally. Uh, um, the chief wrangler. Yeah. And as she stepped out, then I stepped in. Uh, yeah. It's interesting because it this moisture festival did sort of morph out of like some of the country fair yeah, performers, totally. and I know you've been to the country yeah. fair a few times. And do you see a new like generation of vaudeville perform variety performers infusion of younger yes. aged people sort of getting involved? Well, yes, and I think that's part of what we need as as part of our mission. We need to be doing that. Yeah, you know we're we're creating this amazing thing, and the only thing that's going to carry it forward is having. Students who are coming out of Sanka, coming out of Country Fair, coming out of all wherever. Yeah. Um, as long as we have younger people coming in, the festival can continue, and and that's we're creating a stage for these performing arts that don't necessarily have yeah a, a physical Absolutely. stage somewhere, yeah. and for that to continue. We need people who are coming through the festival and bringing people, yeah, bringing more totally. people. Well, yeah. and you have a lot of performers' children perform oh, yeah. their solo acts on your stage for the first it's time, be, it's too. It's becoming multi-generational. Yeah. It is. Well, we had Joey Pippia in here, and he said that his daughters are performing on the stage yeah. this year for the first time. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of cool to see that next generation totally. of performers come yeah. through. I'm getting ready for Dua Rose's uh, kid to be on stage. Oh, totally. <laughs> and your daughter was on stage. She's been on stage, yeah. 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 So we want to thank you so much for taking the time, even though you were reluctant in coming in. Because when we started this podcast, we asked for a list of performers to go over or that made the festival possible. And you, I think, purposely left really your name off the list. It wasn't really. I figured we'd get around to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> You're the first person we should have talked to. I know. You were here. Approved. Oh, yeah. That's and true. you came to talk about it. So. <laughs> So we want to thank you so much. And if you want to get in contact with you, how would you do that? Jennifer at MoistureFestival.org. Jennifer at MoistureFestival.org. And go on the site. Go on the website. Send you an email. Always be positive towards her because she's amazing. She <laughs> makes everything happen. She's the director of Smooth Operations. Jennifer Wendrich, thank you very much for coming to the Moisture Festival thank you. podcast studio. Oh, thanks, guys, for doing We want to thank you for listening to the Moisture Festival podcast. If you haven't bought tickets yet for the festival, you can do that at moisturefestival.org. You can also find out information about volunteering or supporting it financially as well. Just click on the contribute button. You can also find Moisture Festival. They are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube if you want to check out more details on any of those social network sites. If you want to find out more information on Louie and I, we do a podcast together that is completely different than this podcast and it is called the odd and off beat podcast and you can find that on any platform that you get your podcasts 
at. If you would like to find out information on Louie and I's shows, you can do so by visiting Louie's site, which is Fox with two X's.com. And Matt Baker's site, ComedyStuntShow.com, spelt the way you would expect it to be spelled. Yes. And we want to thank all the volunteers, performers, sponsors, donors, board members, producers of the Moisture Festival for helping make this thing happen. Absolutely. A lot of moving parts, and they do a wonderful job at creating a very unique experience that you cannot get anywhere else. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. And stay moist.